got a doggo and want to support the pato? Use the affiliate link in our show notes, BarkBox.com backslash Jacob Stanley, that's Jacob with a K, and sign up for BarkBox. Each month, BarkBox brings your dog more than $40 worth of toys, treats, and chews tailored especially for your pup, curated from each month's unique themed collection. Is your puppers into Stranger Things? Would they dig on some Bego waffles or a demo bat? Maybe they prefer the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and want a sorting hat or a Hedwig of their very own. So click on the link in our show notes, BarkBox.com backslash Jacob Stanley, that's Jacob with a K, or go to our website, JacobStanley.com, and use the link provided to help support our pod and bring monthly dog joy right to your door. Oh, and by using our link, you get an additional month free. That's BarkBox.com backslash Jacob Stanley. In October of 2011, four college students disappeared in the woods near Porter Township, Pennsylvania, while researching a documentary on children's author Jacob Stanley. They remain missing to this day. Last month, their recordings appeared online. In an effort to aid in the investigation, the families of those missing have agreed to release the following sound files. If anyone has information on those missing or the identity of the person or persons who uploaded these files, please use the contact information provided. Anything submitted may be used in future episodes. Certain materials referenced in this podcast, including the published works of Jacob Stanley, are currently protected under U.S. copyright law and may be redacted. For legal reasons, some names have been withheld and voices altered. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the podcasters and participants and do not represent the official policy or position of the Iphigenia County Police Department of Porter Township, Pennsylvania, or its associates. This podcast contains adult themes and language. Listener discretion is advised. File labeled 004, Rough Cut, Episode 4. Tell me a story, the true life of Jacob Stanley. Check, check. Are you actually messing with the H4N right now? I just want to make sure. Answer the damn phone. I'm gonna, just give me. Hello? Wait, 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 here. Hello? There's no one there. Hello? Who the hell is this? Do they know what time it is? Do you know what time it is? Why do you keep calling? Hello? I'm never gonna go back to sleep now. Oh, we should just keep it off the hook. Hello? Who is it? Shh. Hello? Uh, if there's someone there, hit one of the buttons. Hello? Hello? They hung up. Who do you think it was? Um, I don't know. Maybe we should. What the hell? The entire parking lot's filling up. I wonder what's going on. All right. What are you doing? I'm gonna go down there. I'll go with you. We'll all go. TV, New York. If your child has been to a school book fair recently, chances are they came home with one of this author's scary books. Our guest tonight's first anthology leapt to the top of the New York Times bestsellers list. Over the past few years, he has become a household name. The gap between Alvin Schwartz and Stephen King. The devil is among us, friends. 
He's among us in the form of a writer. may have struggled during its initial release in 1977, but now tell me a story. Under the bed that's over my head, a skyrocket. Many parent organizations complained that his work was too sophisticated for children. He your homes and your children's minds. Anthology, tell me a story. Moonless Sky and Other Friends. Sold out from bookstores in mere minutes. Stanley's books ranked on the American Library Association's 100 Most Frequently Challenged Books from 1981. Stanley's books promote disobedience, violence, and the occult. Lord, his Tell Me a Story collection, The Floor That Creaks, The Closet That Speaks, and The Tiptoes That You Walk On, was released in 1986 to Massacre. Check, Check, Check their backpacks. I do think his final book, released in 99, TMAS. The Nightmare, The Dream, The Places Between was by far his best work. has been described as subversive and dark. I simply describe it as genius. It is my pleasure to introduce Please welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. Jacob Stanley. Mr. Jacob Author Stanley. Jacob Stanley. Little to nothing is known about the life of this elusive author. And since 1999... Jacob Stanley seems to have completely dropped off the face of the earth. Until a short, two-line obituary appeared in a small-town paper over a year ago. From Boo Labs and Red Cup Media, I'm Tolan Reed. And I'm Avery Fisher. This is Tell Me a Story, the true life of Jacob Stanley. like people are setting up some kind of emergency command post. Um, we're not exactly sure what's going on. Coming through! We're trying to stay out of their way, but as you can tell, it's a little difficult. Um, uh, um. They set up an area with food and coffee. There are probably like 15, 20 people in here. 20 more outside, a handful of cops, volunteer fire department members, four of which are women, so hell yeah. Some extras from Night of the Living Dead. The owner of the homestead, Deb, is running this setup like she could do it in her sleep. Everyone is behaving like they could do this in their sleep. No one has to talk, they just move. It's a little terrifying that they're that good at this. Avery! What do you need help with? Uh... Fill up those with coffee and put them by the front door. On it. Hey, are they gonna help too, or just hold on my wall? Cause I got nails for that. What can I do? Grab the cases of water from the back and stack them by the door. You two, uh, grab the MRE boxes next to the water and stack them by the door. Yes, yes ma'am. Ma um. Uh, okay. Quick update. Ah. <laughs> it's all a bit wild here right now. Uh. Evidently, late last night, a forest fire started in the woods near the Mendenhall Institute, and it's doubled in size since this morning. You can see the smoke for miles. Uh -huh. Sorry, the sound quality sucks. I just ducked into a bathroom really quick. Doc, move it. RJ and I stayed to help out at the homestead, and Tolan and Chuck drove supplies to the Firefighter Mobile Operations Center. More coming in. Uh, all right, uh, break time is over. Check, check. I couldn't find out anything. Check, check. Overheard someone say the last fire this bad in Porter happened like 50 years ago. 
some silo caught fire or was set on fire or something. Huh. But nothing about what's going on now. I don't understand how a forest fire starts after it's been raining. It doesn't make any sense. Hey, is that Wallace? Where? Oh, yeah. Hi. Maybe he could tell us what's going on. Permission to come aboard. Come on in, man. It's so weird to see you being nice to someone. Shut up. Hey, Wallace, how you doing? Better than that lot over there. So, how in the hell y'all get pulled into this mess? Well, we're at the homestead. Right, right. Hotbed homestead. Headquarters for all emergencies, both foreign and domestic. Hope y'all got sleep last night. That place gonna be madness till this clears up. Shit, really? Shit, yes. So, what's going on? A fire just started in the middle of the woods? That's the basic gist. They don't know how it started yet, but what's got everybody in such a tizzy are the old coal mines. There were coal mines here? Yeah. Yeah, a mess of abandoned ones. But the thing is, they're not exactly sure where all of them are. They just keep getting found all over the place. So wait, like, they're worried a forest fire hit an abandoned coal mine, and that's why it's so big, or did a coal mine just catch fire on its own? Can that even happen? Damn, I miss having the ability to look up things on my phone. Yeah, they just don't want another Centralia. See, if I could search that, I would know what you're talking about. Centralia PAs, abandoned coal mines, caught fire in 1962, and been burning ever since. Shit, seriously? Town's uninhabitable. Just left to burn. Damn. But, either way, this might be a mine, might not be a mine, but this much fire just sprouting up after a rain? Don't make much sense any which way. See if she'll talk to us. Yeah. 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 Mind if I smoke? Uh, no, we don't mind. Actually, oh. Huh. Did not see that coming. No worries. <laughs> Come on over. Take a load off. Uh, yes. Thanks. That you wished you would have left yesterday. A little. <laughs> but we're glad that we could help out. What are you doing here, anyway? Jane said something about a documentary. Here. Oh, thank you. Oh, we're doing a podcast? A what? A podcast. It's like a radio show. Huh. Oh, and thank you. What's your names again? <laughs> I'm Avery, and this is RJ. Oh, that's no joke. Throw <laughs> <laughs> away from Miss Loretta. Miss Loretta? Uh, my mom. She's got glaucoma. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Don't be. She's not. Gives that woman an excuse to be high as a kite all day. Knock, <laughs> knock. <laughs> Gins girls need anything? Get in a store a while. No, Doc. Go on. Gins sure. Doc, <laughs> I said no. All right. Gins says I didn't ask. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Bye-bye now. He's a doctor? No. Okay. So, a documentary on Russell? Well, he wrote under the name Jacob Stanley, did the Tell Me a Story book series. You didn't know him by any chance. Not really, but uh, Russell went to elementary school with my brother, though. Really? We were told he was homeschooled. That was high school, after he got kicked out of Amherst. Wait, Stanley went to Amherst? 
To keep the peace, they used to occasionally give scholarships to locals. But he got kicked out. Was bullied by some rich kid and shit happened. At least that's what I heard. Did your brother go to Amherst? <laughs> no. That boy's dumb as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know the family at all? Uh, not, not really. But you, you could talk to David Rockland. Family has a dairy farm off Willoughby. They've been here for ages. Knock, knock. Oh, that was the best. Thought you and ladies would like to know. The bar seems to be under control. At least what they could see above ground. <laughs> above ground? Rita hear that on the scanner? Yes, ma'am. She had a gun in the store. Full blast. Well, that's a bit of good news. So, no coal mine? Coal mine? Uh, not sure, but the scare was enough to get the state involved. <laughs> Probably be another survey. Still on a little alert. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Bye-bye now. So, coal mine? fire didn't get anywhere near your place, did it? Oh, hell yeah, it did. Woke up to my whole GD house full of smoke. Is your home all right? I think so. I got that fire road there, and luckily everything is on the other side of that. But if this is a coal mine fire, that road ain't gonna mean shit. Right. The fire road. Oh, no. The FMC! And the two bags you left! You didn't by any chance notice. If your FMC was okay? No, Tolan, no, I did not, because my house was full of smoke and I had to evacuate. Sorry. I didn't... I'm sorry. Yeah, man. Sorry. No, y'all, it's okay. Speaking of the FMC, you guys talked to your friend Jane today? The area hit most was between her place and the fire road. We thought the fire was mostly on the grounds of the Mendenhall. Her house is on the grounds of the Mendenhall. What? She owns the grounds of the Mendenhall. Well, her uncle did anyway. What? The area of the fire is like a triangle, with the Mendenhall, Jane's house, and the fire road making the points. <laughs> she didn't tell us that. Didn't tell you what? About the Mendenhall. Why wouldn't she have told us that? What the hell does it matter? What the hell does it matter? Jeez, man, you need to chill out. Chill out? Tolan. Did you guys hear from Jane today? Oh, shit. So do they think it was arson? Knock, knock again. Yes, Doc? That was Jan. Uh, Jan... From the police station. <laughs> what did he want, Doc? It's a message for the girls here. Girls, your little friends are with Wallace. What? But don't worry now. The police have him. Okay, bye-bye now. What? Doc, I think you're going to need to elaborate. Uh, troopers radioed into the station. They're all over at the Stanley house in the woods there. And your friends asked that a message be passed on to Insigns wouldn't worry. Why are they at the Stanley house? Didn't say. When will they be back? Didn't say. H how do we get a hold of them? Didn't say. But thank you, Doc. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye now. 
Sorry, that didn't seem to be going anywhere. But I have Wallace's card from yesterday, so we can get to them through him, or evidently just call the police station if we need to, right? Don't see why not. <sighs> okay. I'm sure they're fine. Not Jesus. they ain't. Mom, how long have you been hiding over there? Not hiding if you're there first. You almost gave these ladies a heart attack. Well, I certainly did not want to do that. Come over here, girls. Let me get a look at you. Come on now. I won't bite. Mom, this is RJ and this is Avery. They're staying in the Henrietta suite. Oh, that's my favorite one. They're all our favorite one. I'm blind, dear, not deaf. <laughs> nice to meet you, Avery and RJ. Hello. <laughs> Hiya. They're from University. Oh, my. They're in town doing a documentary on Russell Stanley. Why on earth would they want to do that? Uh, he, he became a famous writer, ma'am. Again with the ma'am. Who am I, the Queen of England? Call me Miss Loretta. <laughs> okay, Miss Loretta it is. Now, why those kids out in the Mendenhall Woods? Oh, Miss Loretta, they're, they're not in the Mendenhall Woods. They're at Jane Stanley's. Jane? Russell's niece inherited the Stanley place. Oh, that's all Mendenhall Woods girls. What? That house is technically on the Mendenhall property. Or the Mendenhall is on Jane's property. Holy shit. Sorry, Miss Loretta. We did not know that. We interviewed Jane yesterday and it never came up. I think he was missing the point here. Those kids need to get out of that wood. Any particular reason? Are there like a lot of abandoned mines out there, Miss Loretta? It's near where the fire was today, Mom. I don't know nothing about any abandoned mines. I just know those woods is a bad place. Mom, they don't want to hear your ghost stories. Oh, I think we do. Oh, I really do. Oh, here we go. Jane only kind of painted some broad strokes while we were out there yesterday. You girls went out there? Deb, go get my sage stick. Mom! Um, how do we address cultural appropriations with an octogenarian? I think she's a nanogenarian. Use ladies hungry. I could eat. Deborah Lynn! Got some leftover stew? Uh, sounds good. Deborah Lynn, Boyer, don't you dare ignore me. I'll heat it up. Don't let her scare you now. <laughs> we'll be all right. <laughs> they will be fine once you get my damn smudge stick. Again, I ask. Man, I don't know. I'll be right back. Old woman, you better watch yourself. Get. Now, what do you ladies know about the Mendenhall? via the police phone tree, but no need to worry about us. We're all okay. Chuck and I are at Wallace's now, so you can reach us here. So, what happened was, after we dropped off the supplies, we ran into Wallace, and he asked if we'd heard from Jane, and we got a little freaked since the fire was so close to her house. So we told the cops, and then we all went over to her place. She wasn't there, but her car was parked out front, so we started looking around for her, and nothing. So, the troopers are planning a more formal search in the morning. Uh, Wallace made us food, and, oh my Jeebus, I think it's even better than the food at the homestead. Please don't tell Deb that. Oh, and shit, uh, uh all the gear, uh, <laughs> all the gear died on us. I know that's probably the last thing I should be thinking about, but the extra batteries and chargers are in the room there, so, yeah. Um, hold on to these voicemails, and 
Maybe we can work them in as inserts. Hope you guys got something. Oh, and side note, Stanley owned the Mendenhall. What, what, what? The Mendenhall was a psychiatric hospital, right? Not a claim to be, but... Oh, sweet dear lord. What a horrible place. Opened in 1901. Started by a religious sect named the Order of the Light, or the Light of His Word anyway. I, I always just knew him as the Light. They founded the Institute on the notion that the best treatment for the mentally ill was solitude and physical labor, which is why they had so much land. It provided complete isolation, as well as the acreage for a proper farm. Grew all their own food, tended their own animals, even had their own post office and hair salon. So it was a completely closed circuit. No need to go nowhere for nothing. After a few years, it gets a reputation with rich folks for its beauty and grandeur, its serenity, its privacy, its discretion. Oh, Soon enough, every high society family's secret little shame began flooding in, more than they could handle, but the money was just too good to pass up. So they started buying up more and more of the surrounding land, and new patients just kept on coming, but none of them ever seemed to be leaving. Oh no. This went on for years, and no one had any idea what was really going on there. Even the locals on the staff were in the dark. Only the live-in members of the light were permitted access to the whole facility. That can't be good. Never good. It wasn't until a bunch of patients started escaping in the 60s and 70s that anyone ever thought something was amiss. And then, after 80 years in business, just like that, it was all over. It just closed? Townsfolk showed up for work one morning and found the grounds completely empty. They searched the offices and patients' rooms, couldn't find a soul. In a panic, they broke into the unauthorized areas and, oh, what they found there. What did they find there? Initially, it didn't seem too suspicious. Just a bunch of underground tunnels that connected all the buildings in different parts of the farm. Secret underground tunnels. I die. I'm dead. This is amazing. However, one tunnel seemed to lead miles off site. So they followed it all the way to its end. Oh, I don't like it. After a ways in, they started noticing all this soot hanging in the air. I don't like it. This tunnel dead ended into a large stone room carved right into the base of Great Cliffs Peak. Why does that sound so familiar? At first, they thought it was just a furnace. But they soon discovered that the stone room was a massive crematorium. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So, they were just killing patients and burning them up? Not sure about the killing, but they'd sure get rid of them quickly and quietly and keep on cashing the checks. Damn. Mm -hmm. I am shook. They even leased the land above them on Great Cliff to a funeral home so they could hide in plain sight. Ah, that place we called, 
The one with the crazy voicemail. The Palmers. The Palmer Family Funeral Home and Crematory. I knew it sounded familiar. Now, now just think of all those poor lost souls. Thousands of them with no proper burial and nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. But them woods. Girls, that's not even the tip of the iceberg. Oh, my goodness. Mom, enough, all right? Oh, it's okay. We live for this. Well, I don't. Gets her all riled up. Oh, we're sorry. We just... If Hughes is hungry, you better come in and get it. Uh, Hughes girls go on and get some food in ya. <laughs> we can talk more later tonight. My parole officer's in bed by nine. <laughs> can they be? Whoa. They're gonna go wander aimlessly in the woods in the middle of the goddamn night. Dang, RJ, tell me how you really feel. You can't think that is a good idea. Of course not. I've just never seen you mad before. I'm better at compartmentalizing when I've had sleep. I can see that. God, that's so stupid. Mm, it might be dumb, but I'm a little impressed that Tolan would go for that. Yeah, most impressive. One person was missing, and now, ta-da, there are four. Whoa. I'm worried too, but if they want to go walk in the woods, they can go walk in the woods. <sighs> Look, potential teeny tiny small chance of coal mines burning aside, the fire's out, it's not raining, and they have Wallace with them. So if they're gonna be stupid, at least they're being stupid under the best circumstances. <sighs> if we don't hear from them in the morning, we'll call the cops, okay? Fine. Damn, girl, I thought I got cranky when I was tired. Hey, I have an idea for tomorrow. What? Since we don't have a car and it's too far to walk to Jane's, why don't we go to the Mendenhall tomorrow? The Mendenhall? We can do background for the dock and then I'll help you shoot an episode of Boo. Would you be up for that? Will you scream at everything like Chuck does? After everything we heard today, you wouldn't be able to stop me if you tried. Deal? Deal. Yay! Providing Chuck and Tolan don't get themselves ripped apart by the Pennsylvanian goat man. A, in PA, it's the sheep man. And B, they won't get ripped apart by the Pennsylvania sheep man. I know. 
They'd be swallowed by a fiery mine shaft. You're a fiery mine shaft. Who told you? <laughs> Who told you about my fiery mine shaft? <laughs> Who? Stop it. You're such a butthole. Heavy is the hole that wears the butt. Heavy is the butt that wears the hole. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> oh no. What? Chuck left her gloves here. Her Jacob Stanley gloves? Oh no, she loves those. Hope her hands don't get cold. RJ, I really think they'll be okay. Okay. What about Jane? Uh, I don't know. The sleeping time? Sleeping time. All right. Night-night, RJ. Night, Avery. End of file labeled 004, Rough Cut, Episode 4, Tell Me a Story, The True Life of Jacob Stanley. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the podcasters and participants. If anyone has information on those missing or the identity of the person or persons who uploaded these files, please use the contact information provided. Anything submitted may be used in future episodes. Tell me a story. The True Life of Jacob Stanley is a bi-weekly podcast produced by Sylvia Whitaker. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you have information on the missing, know the identity of the person or persons who uploaded these files, have a theory about the case, or have had your own unexplainable experiences in Iphigenia County, Pennsylvania. We want to hear from you. Please record a message via our website. Messages may be used in future episodes. Voices will be altered and names redacted to protect your anonymity. Episode 5 will be released Wednesday, January 26th.